Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. Swine Health Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like SCA Ventilation and Management Solutions, made for farmers by farmers since 1966. United Animal Health, scientifically better. Learn more at unitedanh.com. Beringer Ingelheim, through innovative solutions, cutting-edge research, and world-class experts, Beringer Ingelheim helps producers operate with complete confidence. Learn more at swineresource.com. At JBI, we apply biosecurity innovation and expertise to keep your operations safe. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson, and I'm your host for today's episode. Joining me for the episode today is Dr. Jessica Santos-Strosslin. Uh, Dr. Strosslin is a veterinary and PhD student with Iowa State University. Jessica, welcome to the Worldwide Podcast Studios. Please give the audience an introduction. Hi, um, my name is Jessica. I'm from Brazil. I graduated in vet school uh, at the Federal University of Paraná, and I started my PhD here at Iowa State in 2018. And since then, I've been working with Streptococcus suis, affecting swine. Well, you said you've been working with uh, Strep suis, Jessica, uh, certainly a pathogen that I'm sure much of our audience is very familiar with. You know, there's the classic Strep suis of the CNS disease, the, the paddling pigs, the, all the things that go along with it, sometimes even some swollen joints and those sorts of things. But mm-hmm. Strep suis is not a straightforward disease from a diagnostic standpoint. Um, where you culture the strep suis from is very important. And what kind of pig you culture the strep suis from is very important because all pigs are infected, but not mm-hmm. all disease. Do you want to talk a little bit just in terms of the basic diagnostics about strep suis? Um, what are you looking for to identify a strep suis that's a problem for a pig producer? So when a pig producer is having problems with strep suis and you're seeing those uh, sudden death padding plagues, you want to sample um, the best of your ability to have a clean sample for isolation of the strep suis, especially from the brain. Um, I think here we're starting to see a lot that is easier on a, from, a, from a farm. If you could collect CSF, uh, it's, it's kind of easily to do. You have minimal training and you can have a clean sample from there. But also, if you can do like a brain, uh, submit a brain for histologic evaluation uh, at the diagnostic lab, um, we look into, we have to confirm there is a lesion, a bacterial lesion on the meninges, uh, especially. And if the isolation of strep suis is a very good isolation. So when I say isolation is um, the growth of the strep suis in the plate is pure, so you don't have contamination. And you have uh, like a moderate to high amount of strep suis, and you show that is a stronger evidence that the isolate is causing disease in a farm. Sometimes you want to sample different pigs, not just one, in case you're having uh, problems with more than one kind of strain. And that happens sometimes, especially when you uh, have you're commingling from different nurseries and sometimes you're having problems with purse. So you might rise some certain types that are usually not a big problem, but then when you have uh, another virus going on that is immunosuppressing, you can see this 
less virulence or types causing disease. And then from there, you can pick if you need to update your autogenous vaccine or not. Uh, a big thing to do that, um, we always say uh, you should do a whole genome sequencing on the isolate, especially when you need to uh, affirm that you need to update your autogenous vaccine. You're going to do that better with a whole genome sequencing. What are the options to compare um, diagnostically the strep from my new case, so the strep isolate I got from my brand new case, to maybe an older strep isolate from a few years ago from the same farm, same source, um, that I have in a vaccine today? How do I know if my new isolate is the same or different than my old isolate? Well, you can always start uh, with doing serotyping. Uh, some labs have different uh, options. You can do a glutination test all the serotyping PCR, uh, both of them you, you can do and you see if it's a different serotype, of course, uh, is a different strain, but is it still the same serotype and you think your tagen is not very good, it's not being very effective, you might want to do whole genome sequencing for comparison because sometimes you have a different sequence type, you have maybe there's some kind of mutation there. Um, but that that's something that you can do whole genome sequencing. What about uh, uh, Jessica um, looking at uh, the virulent sequences that you get over time at the diagnostic lab and comparing them to the other streps that we always culture? You know, there's always a strep that'll come out of the lung. I feel like every time I culture the lung, I'll get a strep out of there. But typically that strep is not associated with any signs of disease. You mentioned the histopath before. So the histopath report will tell me the lungs look great. No line, no clinical signs of the lungs. So I know that strep is a commensal strep, right? Probably mm -hmm. ending up in the in the respiratory system from the tonsil. When we compare those commensal streps, so those non-pathogenic ones to the pathogenic ones, can we learn something from that? Yes. Um, usually when you have a commensal, sometimes they, they might be harder to serotype. So sometimes they have, they lose the capsule. Sometimes they, uh, it's not a serotype that it is known. Maybe it's a new serotype or something. But when you, especially when you do whole genome sequencing, you can see uh, some differences. So usually the genome is shorter. You're going to see more um, genes that give antibiotic resistance than virulent ones. And they're, they're going to show less virulent-associated genes. So then you can see um, clearly when you, when you serotype a lot of commensals in virulent ones, you can see this pattern. So they might not be uh, related to disease when you, you see that pattern. Very good. Um, you brought up the, the virulence factors. Um, with doing whole genome sequencing, are, are we learning anything about new virulence factors, you know, portions of the genome that previously hadn't been thought of as, as virulence factors? Are we identifying some new ones of those? Or it's basically the same, you know, MRP and SLY, all the classic ones we were taught in vet school? Uh, I think Strepsis, since it's so diverse, we're always going to be finding new things. The more you look, the more you find. Uh, I've been seeing other researchers presenting uh, new uh, capsule uh, proteins that can be responsible for for virulence. So you're always going to be 
finding new virulence-associated genes with strep psoas. The more you look, more you find. The thing is how important it is and it if it's how present it is in all serotypes. And if you can use that to produce a commercial vaccine, for example. So that I think that's what the biggest uh, on research is now. Something that you can see that is common on all this virulent uh, strep psoas that is common causing disease in the United States. So you can uh, develop a commercial vaccine. Lasonia infection poses a major threat to pig gut health, negatively impacting performance and the ability to fend off other pathogens. Fight Lasonia at the site of infection with Enterosol ileitis from Behringer Ingelheim, a convenient oral vaccine that stimulates a direct immune response. Talk to your Behringer Ingelheim representative to learn more. That would be outstanding. And I assume yes. that's part, part of your research is this tool can be used for tactical decisions, right? You can use the whole genome sequence to decide which strain do I put in my vaccine, but you can also hopefully over time and with big data sets, use it to pull out very important antigenic parts of the genome that need to be in that commercial vaccine. Is that is that a fair statement? Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll have that commercial vaccine ready for us first of next year, right, Jessica? Well, that will be a dream, right? <laughs> yeah. First, first of a year. How about that? We'll say that. First of a year. Maybe not next year, but eventually we'll get there. Yeah, eventually. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Jessica, for coming on and sharing your expertise about strep suis. It's a, it's a problematic area for producers and veterinarians alike. It's an area where we need better tools particularly on the prevention side, right? Mm -hmm. um, it would help a lot with um, uh, being good stewards of our antibiotics that we use if we could come up with some more proactive ways to manage that pathogen. And I really appreciate all the work you're doing there, uh, both to help producers make decisions on autogenous vaccines today, and hopefully to help uh, uh, companies commercialize a, a vaccine platform that can be effective across um, you know, more broad populations of pigs. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for coming on the show, and I want to thank our audience as well um, for listening to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast. Uh, if, you're, if you're listening and you have not visited our website, please go check it out, swinehealthblackbelt.com. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that uh, not only do you not miss the, the update uh, when Jessica comes back on to celebrate her vaccine invention and patent, <laughs> uh, but also uh, when you hear uh, all of our good episodes. Uh, thank you very much, Jessica, for joining us. Um, uh, for Dr. Jessica Santos Strasslin, I'm Dr. Clayton Johnson. We'll see you next week. Hey, everyone. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it with me and share it with our audience, feel free to send an email to healthblackbelt at swineit.com, and we would love to take a look at your research. Mm -hmm.